Now listen, we sang that beginning part of the song, said that I'm so glad the enemy did not triumph, right? But let me tell you something, that's biblical. That's in the word of God. We're not just singing a song here tonight. Psalm 41 and 11 says, by this, I know that thou favorest me because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. The fact that I'm still here today in the house of God, this, the fact that I got breath in my body, the fact that I'm worshiping with all my limbs, I got the victory and the enemy hasn't triumphed over me. So if you believe that, why don't you lift back, raise your voice and give God a shout of praise. He got da 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 said, I got victory. If you got victory. on your job it's not it's not the fact that you name it the only one requirement is this let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord that means if you're breathing here tonight you ought to praise the Lord if you got breath in your body if you're here in the house of God you ought to praise the Lord right now Let everything, let everything that hath breath praise thee the Lord. Despite my circumstance, despite my situation, despite my trouble, let everything that hath breath praise thee the Lord. And you'd be like, oh, Brother John, I know that scripture, but I'm still going through stuff. Push through it. <laughs> the Bible says, when I am weak, he is strong. My God. We can look in the hall of faith in Hebrews 11, Brother Trevor, and we can see all the accomplishments of these great people. Stuff like Samson and David. And then they bring up a man by the name of Jacob. And you can think, the first thing when you think of Jacob is, my God, this guy wrestled with God himself, broke his hip, still fighting. But let me tell you, that's not what it says. The Bible says, and when Jacob was a dying, when he was a dying, that he leaned upon his staff and worshiped. Let me tell you, the greatest worship you can give God is when you're going through something. Can you worship God despite 
despite what's going on in the background can you worship God on your staff just leaning saying you know what I might not have all the energy I used to but God this is the best that I can give you God did I might have to drag my way into the house of God but God this is my best this is my best I came to give God my best tonight I came to give God glory I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody shout, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now listen, <laughs> when I woke up this morning, I didn't even know what to do. I was nervous about tonight, but the, you know what the Lord told me? He said, son, just go ahead and preach how you feel. So is it okay if I just preach how I feel? Don't we serve a great God? Don't we serve a good God? Don't we serve a mighty God? Don't we serve a God who knows the end from the beginning, the first and the last, Alpha and Omega. Don't we serve a great God? Woo! One more thing. One more thing and I'm done. I'm not done preaching, but. Now imagine this. Bishop said something that was so profound to me and I just felt like saying it again. Now imagine this. How many of us have a job? <laughs> yeah. How many of us have a job, right? Now, let me, let me picture something. Let me just picture this for me, okay? Imagine you going to your job, working hard, clocking in early, right? And you don't get paid. That's what some of us do in the house of God. <laughs> some of us come into the house of God, and we just think, well, I'm clocking in. And then we just sit in the pew. How would you feel if you went to work all day <laughs> and you got nothing but let me just tell you God's requiring some more of us tonight God's requiring more of you tonight so if you feel like you need something from God why don't you stand to your feet and lift up your voice if you feel like you need something from God if you know that this is no ordinary church if you if you know this is an ordinary church service, you ought to lift up your voice. You ought to give God a shout. You ought to give God a praise. Because you know what? I came to give God my best. And I came to give Him glory. Come on, somebody right now. Woo! Somebody right now.
You ought to lift up your voice and just shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Who's got the victory in the house tonight? That's what I'm talking about. Who's got the Holy Ghost victory in the house tonight? Amen. Y'all can make your way back to your seats. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You know, we got something else to shout about. This morning, six people were baptized in Jesus' name. Six people brought their dirty offering, Trevor. And five were filled with the Holy Ghost. My God, if that's not victory, I don't know what is. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, I'm so thankful to be here tonight. So thankful for this opportunity. God's so good, y'all. God's so good. I love God. He's so good. Amen. Can we just clap our hands one more time? The King of Kings. He's so good. Amen. I want to thank, I want to thank Bishop. Bishop, I love you so much. Y'all, don't we have such a good, a good pastor and shepherd over our, our lives? First Lady, I love you too. You're incredible. Yes. Amen. Y'all, I don't plan on being here before you very long. I feel like uh, <clears throat> I'm on a rocket ship, so we're going to go from 90 to nothing. <laughs> so don't worry, we're going to get to it. One last thing, babe, I love you. Thank you for all that you do. You're an incredible wife. I love you. <laughs> she knows why I'm doing that. All right, <clears throat> let's all stand. Let's all stand. Let's all stand for the reading of the word. I have three portions of scripture. The first is 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57. See, I'm giving you time to get there. Second is Romans 8, 35 and 37, and John 1. If you have it, shout amen. <laughs> First Corinthians 15 and 57 says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can someone just say, thanks be unto God. Amen. Second portion of scripture is Romans 8, 35. Y'all, I feel like uh, Cornelius Williams up here tonight. He had this sweat rag. I didn't wash it. I'm just kidding. I did. I wanted that anointing, you know. And I even got a prop. And uh, you'll see. All right. Romans 8 and 35. The Bible says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as for sheep for the slaughter. But then this is what Paul writes. He says, nay. Look at your neighbor say, nay. Look at your other neighbor say, nay. There it is. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Last scripture. John 1. <laughs> Band, help me out on this one. 
1, 12, 13. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believeth on his name. Amen. Now, don't sit down just yet. <laughs> In our opening text, the word victory is a Greek word, nikos, which means to triumph or to have victory. In our second opening text, Paul says that we are more than conquerors. Say more than conquerors. The word conquerors is the Greek word hupernikeo. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Which means to vanquish beyond or more than a conqueror. Both of those words come from the Greek root word Nike. Yeah. Giving somebody a revelation right now. <laughs> so, when you wear those Nikes of yours, you're letting everyone know you're victorious. That's right. So before I get to my title, I just want to do one thing real quick. Now I asked Bishop, and he was cool with it, so Brother Michael, you could bring that to me, please. These socks will make sense in a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Now, um, for my people who, you know, I told you about this, you can start to put them on. Can you hold this for me, Brother Michael? I'm sorry. You know, I put these on because I'm victorious. And I want everybody to know it. I want, to, I want everybody to know that I'm more than a conqueror. I want everybody to know that I got the victory on my feet. Hey, that's right. My God. Now, this is before I give my title, so y'all just hang tight. <laughs> the word diagnosis means the identification of the nature of an illness or other problem by examination of symptoms. And just for a few moments tonight, and I literally mean a few, I just want to preach diagnosed with victory. Just for a few moments. Do I got any victorious people in the house that are diagnosed with victory? That got victory on their feet? Yes. Yeah. I'm diagnosed with victory. I'm diagnosed with victory. Woo. Hallelujah! Hey! Jesus! Yeah, that's right. You're diagnosed with victory too. I'm just gonna get right into it. How do you determine a diagnosis? A physical examination. We got that figured out. Lab tests and a psychological evaluation. Your spiritual diagnosis is this. Your speech. Your speech. That's right. That's our first diagnosis. What is your speech like? The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In our everyday walks with God, how is our speech like? Are we having a victorious speech life? Are we walking around with our, with our lip hanging on the bottom floor? Are we walking around saying, you know what? I serve a God that sits high and looks low. 
I serve a God who's victorious. What is your speech like? Hey, are you speaking life into your situation or are you speaking death? Come on, let's be real here. What are you speaking in your situation? Are you speaking victory into your situation? That's right. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth. That's right. If you want to see God move in your marriage, start speaking victory. If you want to see God move in your finances, why don't you start speaking victory? That's right. My God. Your situation isn't getting any better. Not because God's not doing anything. It's because your speech. So many of us, we come to service and we're, we're hucking and bucking. We're having a great time. But Monday morning, we hit the floor and we're ready. And then we go to our job and the next thing you know, life hits us. But let me tell you, that's the perfect time to where you just, you might have to go in the bathroom for five minutes and say, thank you, Jesus. Hey, at least I got a job. At least I'm still here. At least I'm still breathing. Thank you, Jesus. You'll get nowhere in your life speaking negativity. You'll get nowhere. You know, you ask Bishop about it. There's a tribe. Um, I think it's in Africa or something like that. But what they do is when they want to get rid of a plant or something like that, they won't use any poison. They won't do anything. You know what they'll do? They'll get a group of men together. And for 30 minutes a day, they'll stand around the tree and they'll curse at it. And they'll yell at it and they'll tell it all these things and slowly it'll die. <laughs> but let me tell you, that's what happens when we speak negativity into our situation. When you start saying, huh, oh, my wife and I will never fix our marriage. My wife and I will never get it right. Let me tell you, you're just causing it to die. But you got to find a place where you say, you know what? Despite what's going on, we're going to make it through. Despite our situation, we're going to get better. Woo. My God. I'm telling you, y'all, I'm almost done. I promise. <laughs> ben, y'all come help me out. I got more than you think, but still. Next is your posture. Somebody say your posture. The Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times. You know what that means? It says, despite of what's going on in my life, I will bless the Lord. No matter what comes my way, just like Job, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. Sometimes you just got to do that. You got to walk around in your house in the midst of chaos and say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Your attitude will determine your altitude. Can I just begin to tell you that your body language and how you carry yourself makes 70 to 93% of your communication. You can be saying, thank you, Jesus, all you want. But if you're like this, God, you're good. Come on, I want it to show everywhere that I'm victorious. I want, it to, I want it to be in my posture. When I walk in the room, they say, hold up. There's something different about you, Brother John. What is it? I'm, I got the victory. I got the victory. Now let me ask you a question. Say, look at your neighbor and say, listen up. Who do you think God would respond to more? The person who's like this? God, I need your help. God, I need something from you. You think God would respond to that? 
or the guy who's like, Jesus, hey, I'm right here. I need something from you. God, I'll run the aisles. What do I got to do to get your attention? God, I need something from you. God, I need some victory from you. God, I need some deliverance. Hey, Jesus, I'm right here. I'm right here. God, you see me? I need something. Let me tell you, that's how some of us carry ourselves. We say the right things, but we don't even mean it. Because your posture is lying on you. Your body language is lying on you. It's all right. <laughs> I'm just the messenger. <laughs> can I just say it like I feel it? That'll get you nowhere. You can bless the Lord all day long. All day long. God, you're good. God, you're great. He says, am I? Because you're not even smiling. Am I really good? You don't even have a smile on your face, daughter of God, son of God. Didn't I put breath in your body? Didn't I wake you up? Didn't I start you on your way? Don't you got a roof over your head? Don't you got clothes on your back? Woo! My God. We have, and there's Bible for that. There's Bible for that, Pastor Hammond. We have a young man by the name of David who goes out to battle to help his brothers and overhears the soldiers talking about Goliath. They know everything about him. They know how, how tall he is. They know what his stuff is, how much it weighs. His bench press, right, his 40 time. My God. And he hears, he hears David, uh, he hears Goliath, excuse me, defying the armies of God. And I just feel like David's like walking through the camp like, what's going on here? Something, something just doesn't feel right. Why, what are we doing? Why are we letting this guy do this? First Samuel. Oh, and then this is what David says. He says, for who, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Who is this guy? And you know what? Then he, then this is what shows his posture. Let me, I can, let's do this. Manny, come here. Claude, come here. Come on, Manny. Manny, get up here. Claude, come here. I know, you're Goliath, yes. Come on, hustle, hustle, hustle. Y'all know where I'm getting from this, right? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah, here's, yeah. No, 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 stand like you're going to whoop him, bro, yeah. Come on, ooh, no, not like that. <laughs> now we have David here. And you know, the statistics will tell you that yeah, you're going to lose. But you know what? David's got a key that Goliath doesn't. David, David has something that nobody else has. And he says, and this is what he says. Y'all just stay there right for a second, because I'm going to read it. And David, with the correct posture, he says, Thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield. But you know what? This is the thing. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. Jesus. The God of the army of Israel whom thou defiest. And that was his posture. Because you know what? You can handle any situation that you're in. You just got to realize who's on your side. 
That's why, thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all are good. Does, that's why the, uh, the Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? If God's on your side, why are you worrying about the trouble? Why are you worrying about the enemy? You already got the victory, baby. Thank you, Jesus. Your posture matters. How you handle situations matters. Moses sent out 12 spies to search out the promised land. After 40 days, they came back to show a land that was fruitful. Ten of the spies started telling the man of God all the problems. Oh, there's giants in the land. There's walled cities. I even see the children of Anak there. I don't know who they are. They seem intimidating. <laughs> but Caleb, in the middle of all this going on, he stilled the people. And he said, hold up. He said, hold up now. And he says, and he said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Some of us need to get a re revelation that you're well able to overcome your situation. Like the song says, no matter what comes my way, I'll lift up my voice and say hallelujah anyhow. No matter the situation, no matter the trial, I got the victory already. You need to start walking in your... You need to start walking like you serve a God that's never lost a battle. You might, you need to start walking in your situations like you serve a God whose train fills the temple. You need to start walking around in your school like you know your God's never lost. You need to start walking around your job like you're about to get a raise. Because baby, you serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's right. It's about your posture. Ooh. You want to know what else, what else um, determines you with a diagnosis? With tests. With tests. <laughs> you want to know how you're diagnosed with victory? By having the right response of God's tests in your life. Your response to what the man of God and God says will determine your outcome. My God. The Bible says the word did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You might have all hell breaking loose at your home, but let your response be according to what God says about you. Come on, Gideon. You're well able. Come on, Gideon. You're well able. Come on, Joshua. You're well able. Be strong and of a good courage. Come on, Joshua. You're able to do it. And that's why, you know what? I won't ever, I'm, a, I'm trying my best. I won't ever try and open up my mouth and just start speaking all these things that's going on in my life. Because you know what? That's what the enemy listens for. The enemy wants to hear you like a dying animal. Oh, but Brother John, my life is so bad. The AC's at 78 and it won't go down. Oh, God. Brother John, I'm just kidding, but Brother John, you don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I got this situation. I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. And the enemy's ears perk up and say, Look at what we got here. <laughs> but let me tell you, you know what your response needs to be? My God's able. My God's well able.
And you know what? We're well able to take care of this situation because my God sits high and he looks low. My God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. My God's well able. Woo. Your response to the test matters. In Mark 10, there's a man by the name of Blind Bartimaeus. Y'all know the story. Jesus is walking and Blind Bartimaeus, he puts, on, he puts on his garment and his everyday clothes and he says, you know, it's just a normal day. I'm just going to beg and get what I need to get by. Oh, Jesus. Some of us come into service and that's what we do. I'm just trying to get what I need to get by. That, I'm just, Jesus. Oh, God, I just need a little bit. I know you're able, but I just need a little bit. And we're begging. And he heard, he got word that Jesus was walking by. So you know what he does? He responds. He says, hey, Jesus, I'm over here. Hey, God, I'm over here. And Jesus keeps walking. That's your test. What are you going to do when God's first response is not, is not telling you anything? And you know what? And he starts getting on people's nerves. And, and people are like, well, uh, hey, just be quiet. Don't you see he's not, he's not paying attention to you? But you know what he does? He cries the louder. He says, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on me. I'm right here. God, have mercy. And Jesus stops. And he tells him, he calls him forward. And this is what the Bible says. And it says, and he, this is blind Bartimaeus, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Notice this. That Jesus waited for Bartimaeus to come to him. That, that's what your response needs to be. Every time these altar calls are open, you know what God's doing? God's just waiting right here, Jayla, saying, are they going to come today? Are they going to come and get what they need? And you know what? He takes off his garment. He put that garment on every day, and that showed everyone else that he was a beggar. But you know what? He had faith, and he said, from this day forth, I'm not going to be a beggar any longer. That's what some of us need to do. That's what say, from this point on, I'm going to be different. God, I know you could do it. From this point on, I'm going to be changed. Jesus. And this is what Jesus said. And Jesus said unto him, Mark 10 and 52, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. God can give you what you need and what you've been asking for immediately. Immediately. That's what the Bible says. You just need to respond. Come on, somebody. Do I have anybody that's going to respond to the word tonight? My God, I'm almost done. The last way you can be diagnosed with something is you can inherit it. Yeah. <laughs> when Adam and Eve sinned, we took on the inheritance of sin. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And now because of that, we have to suffer death. Woo. But I know a God. That's right. I said, I know a God. I said, I know a God who came and robed himself in flesh. And throughout his life on this earth, he was victorious.
And that same victory, God, that same victorious God, God was beaten for me and took my place on the cross. And he died. But three days later, but three days later, but three days later, woo, that same God rose again with all power in his hands. Woo! My God. Y'all just really got to think about that. Jesus. And that same God, say that same God, said he would return to give you power. Point at yourself and say, give me power. And this is, whoo, this is what I've come to I'm saying all that to say this point right here. When you're baptized in Jesus' name and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you become a son and a daughter of God. Y'all listen to me. I'm going somewhere. Romans 8 and 15 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Romans 8 and 17 says, and if children, then heirs, and heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. My God. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. You know what an heir is? An heir is someone, it's a person legally entitled to the property or rank of another person's death. That same God, Jesus. Y'all, we can all stand. I'm done. And now that you're a child of God, you can inherit God's power and victory. When you're baptized in Jesus' name and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, the same victory that God used to overcome, the same power when he said all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. When you're baptized and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, he said, you know what? Here you go. Here's some victory for you. Come on, y'all. I'm done. If you're baptized in Jesus' name, that's it. You've been diagnosed with victory. If you've been baptized in Jesus' name, you've been diagnosed with victory. Now, if you got the victory, I dare you to open up your mouth and give God glory. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got victory. You ought to 